From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Squire Brothers here. This is View from the Cheap Seats. Uh, as the world of sports swirls with speculation, uh, we are here to bring you our thoughts on what's going on and bring you great guests who are making things in this time of quarantine. And our guests on the show this week are people who have given me and my son so many hours of joy, Randy. Yeah, totally. Uh, they are really talented athletes and they are great storytellers and they have a wonderful YouTube channel that is massively popular and they have a new documentary that's coming out uh, that came out this week, this past uh, Tuesday. Uh, they are the Dude Perfect guys, two of the crew. Uh, we got Cody and Kobe who are gonna join us here and uh, they're gonna talk to us about Dude Perfect, how it came to be, uh, a little bit about their awesome documentary about their first tour of doing Dude Perfect, which is insane because it is the kind of thing that takes days and hours to pull one trick off, but they took it on the road on a tour and made a documentary about it. It's really fantastic. They're clean living. It's amazing. it's amazing. Those guys are really good dudes, and, and so I'm excited about that conversation. And later in the show, we have uh, part two of our voicemail from Nick Cage, who is going to be playing uh, the Tiger King, Joe Exotic, in the TV series, which I part of me is like it's going to be a crazy ass train wreck can you imagine being on that set Cause, like because i believe that he's probably sleeping and hanging out with tigers right now as we speak probably uh just being uh, a character. uh so we go from the clean world of uh dude perfect to the not so clean world of college basketball and a pretty big revelation came across the wire this week um an accusation leveled at zion williamson by his former uh, market, is it a, was the it a marketing market? woman there? I mean, there's like allegations that perhaps I mean Zion Williamson's mother, mother was paid by Nike, uh, you know, by Adidas. I mean, they got offers of all kinds of money, sanctioned and allowed, uh, paid by these companies to persuade him to go to Duke. Now, you know, I don't think Duke's going to get dinged in it because. I'm sure as co college coaches are have a way to insulate themselves so that they don't know about that stuff when, and they can claim they don't know about it when clearly they know about everything. Right. So clearly you knew about this, what this is going to do. And I'll be super quick about this. Jay is what you saw this year was some of the, you saw some of the best players of the high school in, in the high school uh, ranks not go to college for go college to participate in the NBA G league on a team that would go around and play uh, other national teams and would play some other G league teams, but in California, and they would make between 500,000 and a million dollars to do that. Now that is real money. That is legit. You aren't going to bring a program down. You aren't going to bring down other, you are just going to get paid the money. You would probably have gotten paid from boosters and stuff, but it's all above board. So I think this type of a Zion Williamson thing, which is a blend yeah, I think the top 10 to 50, you know, the top 10 guys in a class, the guys that transcend the game of college basketball 
top 10 will just go away. It's almost like throwing out the high scores of, yeah. a, of a test. Those it's not going to ruin. It's not going to ruin college basketball because no, you'll still win. What makes college basketball great isn't necessarily having guys that are you know once in a generation guys. Yes, Zion Williamson was super fun and exciting to watch it right. do, and he may regret. But you know what? Dude they didn't make it. They didn't win the national championship that year. Lost to Michigan State in the Final Four. Right. So what? Or in the Elite Eight, I think they lost yeah. to Michigan State. They didn't even make it to the Final Four. But what? So college basketball is a team game. It is a team sport. You got tons of guys who are good in college who then emerge. Like, do you remember Chris Paul in college? I kind of do. Wake Forest. Yeah. I kind of remember, uh, you know, certain guys like Russell Westbrook. He was good at UCLA, but he wasn't who he is in the NBA. Where did right. James Harden play college ball? I don't know. I think, where, I, I think Yeshiva University, and I'm just did. going on his beard. So, but – you know, so college is a game, is a team game. And I think, you know, teams like Michigan, who we follow very closely, lost a player this year that they were counting on when he simply said, you know what, I'm not, I'm going to, so then all of a sudden they have an open space. They lose a guy who they think is going to be on their team. They lose him to the G League at the last minute. And now they have a spot they have to fill. And so it creates an issue for that team. And it create, those issues, I think, will be gone. I think the G League option is something that will help in terms of, I think, reducing some of the corruption. Like I think, it, and yeah, the NCAA wants this to go away because the way the NCAA handled uh, Sean Miller in uh, in the way he handled Sean Miller way back in in Arizona, saying basically on the phone saying like setting up a hundred thousand dollar payment for DeAndre Ayton. They didn't punish him at all. And right. Bill Self, who's caused, who has done, who has violated the NCAA rules over and over and over again at Kansas, they always get five-star recruits. He didn't even get a slap on the wrist. So I think what it says to guys who are trying to do it right and who aren't cheating, it says you will lose because the cheaters aren't getting punished in this way. So for the NCAA, this is a good thing because it takes away a lot of that. Although I don't know. power in, in a weird sense. Now, look, you may say, okay, so now we just moved the top ones off and now we have a new, you know, 10. And they're going to be given benefits. And they're going to be given benefits and they're going to be treated like they're the top players in college. Perhaps, maybe. We're not sure though because... Yeah, but I think everybody wants Zion Williamson and he is one of those guys. But those guys are still in high school <clears throat> and then they have to make the decision if they're going to go to the G League thing. So they're still going to be in the mix. They don't just go off the table, at, you know, at the very beginning. It depends when they declare that they're going to go on that G League thing and if, if the G League even wants them. So... Right. There's a process of that too. So I just think it's going to be hard to see who's going to get those guys. But I'm telling you, there better be more scrutiny on, on the Dukes and the Kansases and the Arizonas of this world moving forward. Because this type of a thing, you, there's a way to see how far up it went. And yeah. if the NCAA needs to get some teeth before they – you're not just going to get let off the hook by this G League thing. So that's what I have to say. All right. Uh, when we come back, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, the Dude Perfect dudes and uh, talk to them about their uh, new movie, which is documentary, which follows them on tour. It's free, available on YouTube. Can't wait to get into some really cool talk to them about how they do what they do. It's sort of like you, your 11-year-old son. And for many people who just love the, their compound, <laughs> where these guys are holed up, is just like a dreamland for anybody who loves sports the best. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. 
We'll come back and talk to these guys right after this, and then later on the show, Nick Cage. Stay with us. It's View from the Cheap Seats. Hey, everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Saleti Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day Renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the black owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me, switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here. Uh, as as mentioned, we got the dudes from Dude Perfect. They have a movie coming out, a documentary about them coming out, YouTube Originals. We're going to talk about that. Uh, first of all, boys, uh, thanks for joining us. Introduce yourselves, and uh, and we're going to let our audience, if they aren't already hip to what you're doing, we'll give them a little insight into what you do. But thanks for joining us, and uh, and how are you guys? Appreciate it, fellas. Yeah, I'm Kobe. And I'm Cody. Thanks for having us, guys. Uh, we're so happy to have you guys. And I let me tell you, I have an 11-year-old son. This is Jason talking. And uh, we have spent many hours watching you guys and loving what you do. It's, you know, it's interesting because when we did Cheap Seats on ESPN Classic, we kind of made a show that was for both adults and kids. And I think that's a little bit what you guys do. I don't know if that was the aim of Dude Perfect, but... You you were one of the rare things that kind of hits both adults and kids. Was that was that a goal or was that just an unintended awesome side effect? Yeah, early on, I think for us, we were just kind of clean living guys. And so we just wanted to make really, really cool videos. And then it ended up being kind of brand safe. And over the last 10 years, we've just created content that doesn't have cussing, doesn't have alcohol promotion, any of that kind of stuff. And so I think accidentally we fell into that family category, but it was not really our intention to be like, let's make videos for kids. It just ended up kind of being that way. And I don't have kids yet, but now <laughs> Cody and, and some of the other guys do, and they have mentioned the same yes. thing that they're grateful that it doesn't have to all be, you know, the animated shows on TV that they're uh, can only handle want to watch. so much Elmo in a week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is, that is the truth. And, and again, like Jay said, with our show, you know, we were doing our show on ESPN classic and they had a lot of restrictions. You couldn't say ass there was a point in time where they said you couldn't say sucks. That I couldn't believe that. Um, We're yeah. like that totally sucks. We can't even say what it is. <laughs> we can't say what it is. But <laughs> what it forced us to do was get creative 
and still make the show that we would love. And then in the end, it actually appealed to so many people that so many people have come up to us at comedy shows saying, this is the show that I watched with my dad when I was there. This is the show that the one thing that we could watch together. Oh, and, cool. you know, it's just, there's a pure joy. I think sports does that for everybody in terms of you see little kids at a, at a, and, and, at an NBA game and parents, you know, the emotion gets everybody the same way. And so when you talk about an accomplishment or something beautiful that's done in a sports realm, which you guys achieve all the time, I think anybody can appreciate that. You don't even have to be, it's like it crosses boundaries, like country boundaries. 100%. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Which is really cool. Do you guys have a, I mean, a specific, I mean, I'm sure you're asked this a lot, but is there a specific dude perfect thing that you pulled off that is in your minds, one of the most memorable ones or the most amazing ones that you couldn't believe you guys did? I'll, uh, I'll brag on Cody. Um, one of our favorite moments was in a video we called World Record Basketball Edition, and we were down in Texas at TCU, uh, yeah, and Cody thought we were messing with him on this, but you know, we were trying to break different basketball world records that day. And so Cody was up and it was his time to do the world's longest blindfolded basketball shot. So, I mean, he's real close to full court. He's kind of in the corner mm -hmm. and the Guinness world record guy that was there, you know, we spun Cody around and that guy's there watching, you know, make sure everything's legit. And uh, you know, we kind of sort of pointed Cody in the right direction and we're like, Oh boy, this is, this is going to take hours. We told ourselves we'd give it an hour. And then if we didn't make it, we were just going to quit. And so move on, move on whenever you're ready. And he pulled it back and launched it. And on the very first try, I mean, just swished it. And of course we're losing our minds and he thinks he's getting pranked. So I didn't believe it. You know, he's staying cool, calm and collected. And uh, to me, that was one of my favorite moments of just kind of crazy stunts. I loved that moment so much. And I watched it. And part of what, what, why I loved it is as people who make TV and we understand that like, yeah, it takes 30 takes, or in your case, it might take hours to pull something off. You guys left in on camera, which I loved. You guys were like, first try, like first try. You got it on the first try. Like there was a real genuine, like pulling back <laughs> the curtain on it to reveal that like, hey, it doesn't always happen on the first try. Sure, sure. So uh, when are we going buzz cut like us? We uh, I don't know, man. You got, you I got older dudes. To do it. Older dude, you guys look great. See, yeah. older dudes do it. So I had a beard for, I mean, we've had beards for years and then I shaved it completely yeah. off. It's kind of growing back. It was maybe yeah. a little, almost as long as yours. But <laughs> like, about to go. I'm, I'm about over it. I shaved mine off and shaved off like 15 years. My kids were like, oh my God, our kids named us. They named, they gave me my rap name. I have a 14 year old and 12 year old daughters and they gave nice. me my rap name, which was Young Daddy. Oh, there we go. Yeah, That's daddy. Yeah. Um, so, the, well, what Jay said is right. Okay, so you hit the shot on the first one, which is just freaking remarkable. It's unbelievable. But the also the idea of trying to do something over and over and over for hours and hours, and maybe you're toying with the notion of like, all right, we got to stop. Like, we got to move on. We can't do this. We got to move on. And then you get it. Like, that's another level of excitement. Oh, totally. And you guys capture that. You on capture the excitement. That's what I love about it. It is infectious. You cannot not watch what you guys are doing and love it. And again, from a sport, as guys who played sports, as guys who sat around in our friend's driveway and tried shots from like behind the tree and over the thing. It's like, we all oh, yeah. did that. There is like a wish fulfillment that is 
you know, so beautifully done. Did you guys play organized sports? What's your history kind of with the world of, of sports from? Uh... Yeah, you'll see in the doc, we kind of touched on a little bit, but we all grew up playing Texas sports. So it was football, basketball, baseball, the whole thing. And then we kind of all navigated towards basketball. I would say our senior years, Tyler was quarterback in football. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then yeah. once we got to A&M, it was just rec stuff. So we were playing dodgeball and basketball yeah. leagues and all that stuff. So it kind of translated. But I would just say overall, we're just highly competitive friends that just like want to outdo each other and who can do the <laughs> next one that's bigger and badder and that kind of thing. So the tour doc really kind of shows that competitiveness and like the side effects of what what happens when you, you grind with your buddies, as you guys <laughs> know. And there's, there's some pretty funny stories in there about uh, just an attempted <laughs> – I would say accident where <laughs> I lost my cool a little bit. And uh, it's pretty funny to see kind of how it all transpired. Well, is is. The doc, so is the doc a sort of pulling up again of the curtain and sort of showing how these things get made and, and what it takes for you guys to do what you guys do? Yeah, I think um, our hope in, in doing this whole, you know, um, project, and we're really grateful that YouTube Originals allowed us to pull it off. We wanted to do two things. We wanted to take people on the entire experience of going on our live tour for the first time. And so, you know, we've, we've done all this stuff behind the camera for 10, 11 years now, and we've never done anything live and in person. And so we knew we're not the globetrotters, right? Um, right. But we wanted to put together a show that families and anybody who came would really enjoy. And so we take people on that whole journey of a big United States tour, um, which was crazy. Um, but then we also use that story to tell the 10 year um, journey of dude perfect. And so in that we do, we go into details on some of the trick shot stuff, you know, just how the whole process came to be. There's a part where we talk about how, you know, we were really, really close to quitting and there's just a lot of stuff in there that we've never told before. We've never really pulled the curtain back on our own personal families. And so they're involved in the stories and we kind of go see our own family life at home. So there's a lot of stuff people haven't seen that we're really excited for people to kind of understand at a different level. I would imagine that like pro athletes would just be all over it. Like have, who have, who has like reached out to you guys or you guys have met who have been like, Oh my so God. Many athletes with kids who love it too. Probably. Yeah, no, that's huge. Um, I mean, we work from <clears throat> people like Serena Williams to Paul Rudd to Aaron Rodgers, Chris Paul. I mean, all those guys, every time we meet them, you're just shocked at like how normal they are and how just down to earth and how, with what we do, it's so mainstream that like they all appreciate it and enjoy it and love it and want to be a part of it. And so we almost have to kind of like narrow down our focus to the limited guys that we want to showcase because we can't just be doing offensive linemen every week and showcase right. Travis Frederick, you know, like we got to pick and choose and yeah. make videos that, that people want to see and get excited about. That's so true. No, did you, so you guys are A&M dudes. What was your, what were your pro leanings? Like, who do you root for in terms of? I'll answer this one. Yeah. So yeah. The, yeah. let's hear it. The three, Tyler, Garrett, and Cody, we're all Dallas homies. So we're Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Mavs, the Stars, Rangers, and then obviously Texas A&M. And then the Twins are in the woodland. So they, they grew up Houstonies, but we've definitely adopted them into the you Dallas here long enough. Just, and you just you just yeah. let it all go. Yep. So I'm bandwagon Dallas. Although I mean, is there anything <laughs> bandwagon Dallas? Come on, I mean, come on, Dallas. Let's let's get some wins. See, this wait, guy. wait, wait. So did you abandon your Astros in the time of need? Oh, dude, I separated myself from those cheaters <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> but good, you, you you gave yourself a little bit of a distance. I, yeah, dude, I was not on that. I'm a weird one because I went to A&M. So you've got the Dallas base and the Houston base <laughs> all there. And so I would almost say that I'm more of a Houston hater than a Dallas lover. And so the whole Astros thing, like I just dig in on that. Those dads yeah. signed stealing punks. Mm. <laughs> so wait, so now are you a Rangers fan? Right oh, or no? 2011, 2010. Those 
one pitch away from two World Series. It just – I can go in person. I just can't watch baseball. <laughs> That's good. It's brutal. That's good. Too slow moving for you? Oh, my goodness. 162 games. How does that any matter? Man. Well, so, yeah, but, I mean, that's the crazy thing is that that aspect of it, for some people, that's what they love. They <laughs> love how slow moving it is. They love that it's a whole afternoon. They love that it's like yeah. – Yeah, those people can have it. Bird <laughs> <laughs> watch the baseball. Those coincide. So, I want to ask about the twin. Obviously, we're twins, Randy and I, and, and Cody, you, you're, you and your bro – like, were you guys competitive or helpful? Because Randy and I were, like, I'll describe the two of us playing baseball. I'd be in center field. Randy would be pitching. He wouldn't be able to throw strikes. And I would be yelling at him so much. Like, like we're still <laughs> on team. him. Worse than the other team. I was like, are you joking? Get this guy out of here. That's incredible. Well, I will first admit that Corey and I played baseball one year, fifth grade together. That was it not in our skill sets the only thing we had going for us is that we were short so it was pretty easy to uh to walk us um so you guys clearly had more talent than we did if you stuck with it that's probably why i don't like watching um yeah we were super competitive i think we i mean we've competed in anything we've ever done and we always give each other a hard time to this day we bet on pretty much anything that we do because um, it just makes it more fun so well, we've loved being twins though. it's something i always tell people is i know everybody has a different experience with it but we got a blast that's, so I love I love that you guys work together. It's 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 very cool to see twins. I mean, obviously as twins, it's it's nice to see twins who both sort of do your own thing, but aren't afraid to be part of the same thing. And I think that's it's like it's a beautiful thing. It's nice to it's watch. Hard to dis- it's hard to describe because and and yeah. maybe and maybe you know both you guys can speak to this. I, I don't know what your parents did in terms of like how they raised you to sort of be like, you guys can do stuff together. Just don't be 100% reliant on each other. Like be individuals, but also be cool with the fact that you're twins too. Cause it's a unique yeah. experience. Yeah. You know? no, it's a tough balance and definitely credit to the parents on that. Totally. I feel like uh, one of the things that's kind of cool for you guys right now, and it is an unintended side effect of, of the sadness of missing sports is that, you can get a little bit of a sports fix from watching what you guys do. Are you guys seeing an uptick since sports is shut down for your stuff? I definitely think so. There is a part of it too, that like everybody that was on YouTube, Jimmy Fallon and all the late night shows. And so you're competing with all those things, but I would say our view count is definitely up probably 30% just because people are just grinding out on YouTube because there's really not much else other than the MJ doc to watch. Great. Have you been watching that? That's so good. Isn't that unreal? I mean, again, you talk about, and in the context of you guys have your doc coming out on uh, YouTube originals, the idea of pulling back the curtain on something that we kind of already knew about. You know, six, you know, like six championships. They did it in the 90s. We lived through it. Like, we kind of know it, but you don't know it. Like, you don't know it. And that's the beauty of watching a doc like that. And I'll put that in the context of watching the doc that you guys did. I think it's going to be really cool for people to see just, you know what it is, but it's like, now I want to see how it got made and how things got put together. So that's cool. We're excited. Yeah, I've been telling I've been telling some folks. I, I feel like I'm almost as more excited for my family and friends to see it than I am for random people to see it. Because even people close to us, I feel like, they don't know. They don't know like what goes into a YouTube video, you know? Yeah. And it Amazing. sounds so simple, but obviously there's a business behind it and, you know, a lot of experiences. So it'll be cool. Well, well Jay, I, 
I agree that there's there's this notion of wish fulfillment, like with what you guys do. And I do think like when you guys created that space, I guess when you, I guess it's the most recent like headquarters for what you guys, uh, that is like every kid's dream headquarters ever, like office scenario. And <laughs> did you guys have a hand in designing it or did you meet with people when you were like, hey, this is what we want or is a little of that in the doc as well? So Tyler and Garrett, I would say piggyback the majority of it. Garrett got his master's in architecture. So he kind of did the design and then Tyler just threw in the ideas like we need a basketball court, we need turf, we need a putting green, like that kind of thing. And then over time, we've been here now three and a half years. And so we've just accumulated a ton through video shoots and foam pits and all this stuff. And so it's definitely taken on its own life here. It's crazy. 100%. A lot to do. Yeah, we uh, we grew up, or I guess it was in college, watching Fantasy Factory. And it was kind of a cool full circle deal because um, Rob Deerdeck's company, Super Jacket, is the one that we started working with for TV. Um, and they're the ones that produced and directed this project as well. So we definitely uh, took a lot of inspiration from what they did and kind of made our sports version of it here. I mean, it kind of is in so many ways. You see, like, mm -hmm. when they train it's like a version of like the Olympic training, like when they have the ski jumps that go into like a giant pool of water. And oh, so yeah. all those like crazy or snowboarders into the foam and whatnot, like that, I know that's kind of Dudex thing, but like, yeah. you know, that's cool that it, it is like an Olympic training, but for the stuff that you guys do. Uh, totally. So, so again, well, I mean, because you have the compound and you guys can still pull off amazing stuff right now, but it's a sometimes to us and to me and Jay, the simplest thing of like throwing keys on a hook in a house or throwing a DVD like 20 feet away into the DVD. That is, they're small, but they're simple. That's, I, 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 bet, those are, I bet those are sometimes harder than throwing a- They're so yeah, hard. Those videos that we call them the real life trick shots videos. I mean, yeah. they are so tough, but I think consistently they're people's favorite. And so we grind it out and- uh, my wife will call in the middle of the day and ask how things are going. And I'm like, babe, you got one <laughs> shot by noon. Woo! Not good. It is rough. But uh, we're going to push it. I love that. Well, it's so funny because I feel like you guys could do a whole like quarantine. We're stuck in the house. Here's a zillion things we can do right now. Like you guys could do that better than anybody else. Totally. There, I, I will say, though, right now, we have a lot of competition. People will spend a whole week, all day, making a trick shot. So right now, it's almost like we're, we're having our minds blown at what people are capable of because everybody's got nothing, stuck else. Yeah, <laughs> nothing else to do. So And we're cool. normally the ones with nothing to do because that's our job. This right. is what you do, right. Well, it's not nothing. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, it's kind of cool that it's inspiring people. It's I know my fun. other things. Yeah, you guys are kind of – you have to take that mantle. It's so funny. When we started doing comedy – there really were no other twins. There were some twins doing comedy, but there were no other twins out there doing it at the level of what we were doing. And since we've done it, sure. the Lucas brothers have come up and they're fantastic. And, you know, there's like a moment where you have to be like, all right, I know they're doing what we do, not what we do, but the same thing as twins doing comedy. But we have to be excited that that kind of got spawned from it a little bit. Do you take that feeling of like, okay, we inspired some people to do some great stuff. Yes, they're doing what we do, but I feel like they were inspired by what we do. Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, something that we're encouraged to see and um, just fun to think that, you know, even at any level of people that watched it or whether they even knew it was us, you know, were inspired to do something similar. Uh, was there ever a moment when you guys 
you know, again, I understand, we understand having made TV and if you're trying to do something that's very precise and like you were saying, not getting it, your wife calls in the middle of the day, she's like, how's it going? You're like, I can't talk right now because I'm about to throw this phone in the DVD player. That's <laughs> uh, tensions between you guys, how do you, is there like a, do you guys have like a safe word, not to even put it at that, but is there no, like there is a, a brotherly, there is a brotherly relationship with yeah, you guys, no not, just with the twins, not just with the twins. Oh yeah, no, we're, we've been together 10 years. We were roommates first. And so it's kind of gone beyond a friendship, beyond a brotherhood. Like I'm not even as close with him yeah. as I am my brother. Like it's just or <clears> the <throat> other way around um, to where at this point, you just got to assume the best and we're going to grind and have arguments throughout the week. But at the end of the day, we call it sorting ourselves. So if I'm in the wrong, I just go, so I don't have to say, I'm sorry. I'm just like, that's my <laughs> bad. I just, that kind of thing. So that's cool. Yeah. You guys develop your own language. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's out of weakness of inability <laughs> to apologize, but honestly, <laughs> yeah. it helps. Hilarious! I love it. All right, we, we know, know you guys. You yeah, know yeah, you guys are super, super crazy busy. You got a lot of things to promote. Give our listeners and uh, just exactly how to find this doc when it drops. I'm going to say May 11th and the title and how they find it. Backstage pass. So yeah. Explain it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it again you guys having us on and a chance to talk about this. So our documentary is called Dude Perfect Backstage Pass, and it comes out on May 11th at 5 o'clock Central on the Dude Perfect YouTube channel for free. So you can just search Dude Perfect Backstage Pass or Dude Perfect Documentary on May 11th, and it'll pop right up, and it's about a 90-minute documentary, and we really are excited for people to see it. Well, we are definitely going to be two of the people who will be watching it. And I know our fan, our fans will dig it too. All the people you're talking to right now are the type of people that would watch this thing. So Dude Perfect Backstage Pass, May 11th. So excited for you guys. It's it's the next step in in the stuff that you do. And, and, and it is really cool because the biggest question people have when they watch what you do is how did they do that? How did that happen? And I think there's a real curiosity from people. So and what are they going through? What are they emotionally going through as they do this? That's as, you know, as comedians and people who like to dig into emotional stuff, we love it. So I, I literally can't wait. I am going to make you guys wait one second and say hi to my son because he's going to- Oh, you bet. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, what up, dude? Yo, 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 what up? Look at that hair, man. Yeah. That is strong. Hey. What you chewing on? A bagel. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. what kind of bagel? Just, just regular. Just a regular. Just a plain tell, bagel. Tell your name and tell them how much you love these guys. Like the videos. I love all your videos. I saw. I subscribe to you. No, you. I'm talking. Okay, what's what, what's your favorite series? Overtime, stereotypes, bucket list, trick shots, battles. Okay. Um. Right overtime. Overtime. Oh, overtime. Nice. Nice. I like I that. Like the trick shots. The saying. Guinness Book, when they were breaking the record, the Guinness Book records. We've watched the basketball that. one. Good one. We yeah. uh, we're doing the documentary on May 11th, and then two weeks later, oh. their overtime one he with, knows. with some, with some stuff you can't miss. Okay, I'm not gonna tell you what, but there's some <laughs> good stuff in OT16. Um, dude, that's, it's so funny because Jay, so Jay, you can tell them, and Leah, you can tell them, they, they have a cul-de-sac like right around the corner from their house and there's a basketball. I, I play basketball. I'm, yes. I'm that's awesome. Good. Make some trick shots some roofs. Yeah. Roof slammers. That's true. My, my goal is to, um, my goal is to play in high school. Oh, oh. heck yeah, dude. You got that. I, I want to get taller. Oh, and no, here's, the guys can do eat your vegetables. This is my little sister. She's the cutest person ever. Hey. Oh, hi. I would agree. You watched their videos, remember? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Dude, you, guys you guys are awesome. Uh, when we get back to normal and we can go back out on the road and start to do some stand-up, we'd love to have you guys come out and be a part of it. That'd Heck be great. Yeah. Right? Heck yeah. Thank you all so much Appreciate for your time. Ton, that was guys. great. Good to meet you best guys, too. Best Thanks, of luck guys. with Doc. You guys are awesome. Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu partnerships. That's wgu.edu partnerships. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide, plus massive data capacity, plus spam blocking features. And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with 5 plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase. Auto pay and paper free billing required. Terms apply. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, dude, perfect dudes. I'm really excited to see their documentary, Jay. How great was that? For my son to even just meet them, he was he's glowing. These guys are so infectious and their videos are great to watch, period. And millions of people know that. I'm excited to see the documentary and kind of see behind the scenes, you know, as guys who tour around the country, you know, these guys aren't used to doing what we do. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it affects them. And, you know, again, they're doing, they want to do these things live, which is insane, which is insane because we know how much effort and energy takes to pull them off. So I'm very excited to see this documentary. And I'm happy they took some time out. So again, backstage pass YouTube, it'll be on the YouTube channel May 11th. All right, let's get into some quick hits, shall we? Yes. So obviously not a lot of sports going on right now. So if anything happens, it's a big deal. And ooh, last weekend, or I think it was the week and a half ago, a very big man who is a very big deal. Uh, I'm going to say his name, Half Thor Bjornsson. Yep. Deadlifted over. He is. He, so Jay, you have, so I don't watch Game of Thrones. I've never watched Game of Thrones. He is the mountain. Not to start. You have to, have to, have to start watching Game of Thrones. Now is the time for you to just be. So, I, I know that the ending of the show was very disappointing. I know that, and it I, wasn't even that disappointing. By the way, the episodes ramping up to the end. Isn't this the way it always is? People are always going to judge that last episode. But they want more. It's always going to be disappointing because you want to watch another one. Yeah, you're like, I can't believe it stops. So you're, 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 it's tinged with the disappointment. Could it have been better? Maybe. But like the episodes leading up to it, there was one that was just, I, I'm not going to get into it. It just was. Okay. Don't get into it because I don't want to expose. So anyway, he plays the mountain, which is like this guy who is just humongous, like 
he's as big as he is and he's the protector of uh one of the queen people there and so it's like so his name is half thor which i love that it's half thor he's like half of a thor right he's one half of a thor okay so half thor bjornson uh and and i just love the fact that like they turn this into an event you know he was like listed as an actor first was he's the world's strongest man there was actually a great i mean crazy great documentary about this guy i want to say espn but maybe it was on cbs sports i think it was on espn like a 30 for 30 or a, not a 30 for 30 but like a espn 60 or you know what i mean it was kind of like a whatever sports magazine show about this guy and like he had bell's palsy where half of his face froze froze and was paralyzed in the spot that it was and you know i wonder if that was like you know either your face is going to freeze or your anus is going to prolapse that's what happens like when you lift that much weight but he also has a daughter that he loves a little girl that he just it's crazy that he really wishes he could spend more time with and then he has a new girlfriend, which was like the one, because I think it was a very difficult divorce. Like in the documentary, here's this guy who's whatever, six, nine, 400 pounds, and he's just crying because he can't spend time with his daughter. It was a fascinating documentary. Well, he broke the record for- I the, watched it. Did you watch death, it? 1,105 pounds. So the bar is like bending on both sides. It, it looks like, almost like it's rubber. It's bending on both sides because the amount of weight on the thing. He didn't even look like he was straining himself to lift it up. And he, he said afterwards, I could have done more. He could, probably could have done 1,200 pounds, but he was just like, eh, why? I just broke the record, that's all I need. But to me, if he's an act, if he's an actor and he's this big and he's this imposing, get this dude some silver grills and let's reboot Moonraker right now. Boom. Yes, he actually could do it. He, although Richard Keel was, Richard Keel was amazing and kind of weirdly, he had like Phil Jackson shoulders and like kind yes. of- Richard Keel, seven feet tall. Richard Keel was seven feet tall. So this guy's six nine though. He would still be like, he'd be more imposing as Jaws in a yep. new Moonraker. I agree. Jaws, new Moonraker and Idris Elba as Bond. Yeah, boom, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that, I love it. Uh, all right, let's go on to this. Uh, next. It's kind of amazing though that like, you know, it is a put your money where your mouth is type of a scenario. Like this dude is humongous and he was the mountain and you say to yourself, in the show as the mountain, he was like a one man wrecking crew who protected this evil person on the show, this queen. And he was, he was just this guy who you say to yourself, okay, they built up the lore of this guy that he could, he was stronger than any person. And then in real life, he does something, he does something stronger than any person. It's amazing that like, it's rare that those, usually what it's kind of like, remember that commercial, the Evander, because most of Hollywood was like the Evander Holyfield Burger King commercial, where the he, Evander Holyfield walks in and the person behind the counter looks up like Evander Holyfield is six foot nine. It was like, whoa. Clearly, they tried to get Shaquille O'Neal to do that commercial, which he'll do any commercial. I'm sure he was doing like eight other commercials and couldn't do that one that day, right? So I'm sure they were looking to get someone who was seven feet tall, just didn't change the copy. Here's the deal. Evander Holyfield is like maybe six feet tall. So yeah. it makes the person behind the counter there 
seem like someone that's never seen anyone who's six feet tall in their lives. So that is what TV and film tries to do. Take someone who maybe isn't as big as you think they are, they aren't as strong as you think they are, and they try and make them out to be better than they are. This guy actually proved it in real life. He is as strong as he was in that Agreed, fully agree. Uh, and you know what? I love the fact that he will continue to set record. Like, they list him as an actor, but I would list him as a world's strongest man first. Yeah. Well, he also, so he, he never won the world's strongest man. I think he did it, he finally did it once because, you know, the, the world's strongest man, it's a weird thing that like, it's like lifting kegs and throwing them over walls. It's not just lifting weights. Like there's some other elements. Yeah, it's like they're fast twitch skills that maybe he just doesn't have. Maybe his hips aren't as loose as you need to be to throw a keg over a thing. Who knows? Uh, fascinating though. And it was one of the only like new sports events. That's that right, that's right, that's right. That's why it also was put on a, a larger stage in this moment, because there are no other like I new- I mean, if you're gonna break that record, you might as well do it during a global pandemic. Uh, all right, so this la this will be our last story because it's kind of multiple stories in one. Okay. Uh, Tom Brady, let's just talk about Tom Brady. The off season that this guy has had, the most eventful off season of anyone. He shocked the world number one by going to Tampa Bay, which I don't think any of us saw coming. Yeah. Then he gets Gronk to come out of retirement. Yeah. So he goes to Tampa Bay and I thought, in my first initial thought is why? If you go back to, if you go back to New England, you have the best coach in the game and you could con conceivably You'll be in the playoffs and you'll probably be in the championship game. And I would say anything can happen at that point. Probably be in the championship game. Anything can happen at that point. You probably have one more year of greatness left in that thing. So this is how much he doesn't like Belichick. Right. So he goes down to Tampa Bay to play for Bruce Arians, who is widely respected as the player's coach. This dude is loved. He's like LL Cool J. This guy doesn't a hat. He's a Kangol hat. He is a Kangol hat. Of a white dude who looks like our friend Dodi Levinson. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets Gronk to come back, and even though Gronk says, yes, I will defend any WWE belts that I need to defend, I'm not done doing that, too. Uh, and to me, when Gronk came back, this is my question to you, Ram. That is the ultimate F you to... Uh, well, is that, but that's, why, that's... Why shouldn't he get Gronk to come back last year in New England. That's how much I think Gronk didn't like New England. Right, but like, here's here's the thing, like, isn't that the ultimate loophole for athletes? Like, just leave for a year, and then you can come back and pick whatever team you want? Well, it depends who you are, because, you know, it's so funny, someone said this when they're talking about, like, tight end talent, or we were talking about this with John Brankis last week, yeah. is that a tight end or receiver you can become a receiver late in life, meaning you don't have to have been a receiver all your entire life. You can be a tight end. Like LeBron could start in the NFL today. If LeBron said, I'm gonna start, he could start in the NFL. You just throw the ball up and high point it to him. Yeah, he'd have to learn how to block and he maybe wouldn't be that great of a blocker, but and have to learn how to run routes, but he's fast, he can get off the ball. He can like, and if you high point it to him, the dude can catch. So it's like, he has all the skills to be amazing. Who was the best tight, who have been the best tight ends? Jimmy Graham was the best tight end ever. He played basketball at the University of Miami. 
and LeBron is way better than him and has way higher, better skills. So I'm saying you, Gronk can take a year off and come back and still be dominant. Right. But I do think it's kind of interesting that you could just sit out a season and then decide where you want to come back into yeah. the- because you retire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then Brady goes and gets arrested for working out in a park, which-, which Doesn't he have a house that's big enough? In he should have a park in his backyard. That's right. So. He should have bought three houses all around each other. He should have been able to do that, buy three houses and then literally just play, like make the whole backyard a thing. And that's where he, like make a park in his backyard. Like he should have homeless people in his backyard. That's how big right. That's right. Uh, and then, and he apologized for it. And then the city like apologized to him for- Yeah, that was great. The city was like- That's how much Tampa Bay is like, please don't get mad at Tom Brady. Like we're sorry, the officer who, the woman, the officer who pulled you over doesn't understand football and what you are going to mean to us. And so what she they, meant to say instead of get out of the park was, I'm so sorry, do whatever you want to do. Right. Then we've put that person on administrative leave. Right. We've asked that person to stop being a cop. Then this is the thing. To me, this was the biggest one. He walks into a house that is not his house. Did you read this story, Rand? Yeah. He walked into a house that was not his house. And not, and he just walks in, throws his bags down, because he thought it was his offensive coordinator's house. Which, I don't know that players and offensive coordinators are supposed to be getting together this early. Like, there are rules as to when you can get together. Nope. So, fine. Maybe it was just a dinner. Let's hang out. Let's just get to know each other. We don't know what they were going to do in that meeting. We don't really know. And so I'm not going to say anything illegal was necessarily happening. But, the guy throws down his bags in the house and then just like, you know, the guy's like, whoa, whoa what are you doing? You're in, this is the wrong house. But what if, I'm saying, what if that guy is Lamar Jackson? What if that guy is a black quarterback? Oh, that he gets busted? Busted, shot at, something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. Yes. I mean, that's a, to walk into someone else's house, that's like a weird, and be like a large, imposing dude. Right. You know, Tom Brady is like so recognizable and it's him, but like, you know, I don't know that like the average person is necessarily gonna know what Lamar Jackson looks like without his football stuff on, without his number on. I don't know that they're gonna know, you like, so if something like that happened and like Teddy Bridgewater walks into your house. How did, how did he know where this house was? Well, I think he walked into the neighbor's house. Oh, but, that's neighbor's house? Yeah, yeah, he went into the wrong house. It wasn't just like a random house. It was like the neighbor's house to this guy, a neighbor to this offensive coordinator that he was supposed to go. He walked into the wrong address. Oh, so, or walked in, threw his bag down, and was like, what's up? Like, if someone did that, and they were an imposing black man, and that's a white person's house, I think they would have freaked out in a different way. Uh, and it's I, so it, unfair. It becomes this weird, in this case, it was just like, oh, Tom Brady. Made a mistake, wrong house, whatever. I mean, it's kind of fascinating, and that's the offseason this guy's had. Which I think it's the crazy thing is, I do believe if the football season comes back, I, I think you have to put Tampa Bay up there. I mean, for sure. I really do think Mike that Evans, he's got Mike Evans, Gronkowski, like they, they're they're locked. They are locked and loaded too. I mean, look, the AFC is that the are they is Tampa Bay in the NFC? I think they are. I think they are. Yeah. Just shows you how little I know about what's going on. But yeah, I mean, listen, 
you, it, it, it's not going to be it's not going to be easy. I think the AFC is really between Baltimore and uh, the Chiefs and the Chiefs, and I think the Chiefs make it back again because they yep. know what it's like to get there. Um, but I think you got to put Tampa Bay in the mix. Obviously, the Saints will be great again too. But like, I don't know. It's I kind of want the NFL to come back dearly because it was really fascinating last year. And and it's going to be exciting and shaken up in the same way that the NBA was sort of shaken up. Stars are in different places, and That's I like right. it. That's it, right. The, it, the power structure is different. It's been. It, it's like someone shook up the snow globe of the NBA, and when everything settled, we had a new picture. And I think that's going to happen a little bit for the NFL as well. All right, let's uh, take a break. Let's take a break. Uh, again, thanks to the dudes from Dude Perfect, and I'm glad we could do these uh, these quick hits. And when we come back on the other side, another voicemail from uh, Nick Cage. I guess prepping for his role as Joe Exotic, uh, biggest TV series ever. I cannot. Who's going to play Saf? I have no idea. All right, uh, more view from the cheap seats right after this. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Before we get out of here, we mentioned we got a voicemail from Nick Cage. Check it out. Jason, Randy, haha, one Nicholas Cage, aka. Joe Exotic, a.k.a. The Tiger King, a.k.a. Academy Award winner, a.k.a. soon-to-be Emmy Award winner, a.k.a. Rage Cage. And guys, I'm just calling you just to give you a quick update on where I am on my process, where I am in my fucking process as I try to get into the strange and insane world that is the head of Joe Exotic. And guys, it's going so well. Um, as I told you last week, I've got, uh, currently have two tigers living with me. We're sleeping together. Again, interpret that however you want to interpret it. And guys, I'm just, I'm living with these tigers. And I'm trying to get in the head of tigers and just know, you know, what possesses someone to be with a tiger. So I also put a call out to, to one Tiger Woods. And I asked him, hey, what's it like to be a tiger? I asked him this through his window. He would not let me into his house, even though I was wearing a mask. Who knows? God, that guy Tiger was. He's hard to deal with, but I just need to get in the head of a tiger. You know, and I also want to know what it's like to be Carol Baskin, but of course, I'm not going to go to Tampa. I'm going to be safe at home, socially distant, all that stuff. But, um, so I did the best thing I could. Instead of going to see Carol Baskin, I went to a Baskin Robbins. Yeah, that's right. Went for some curbside pickup. Yeah, give me some Neapolitan ice cream because Cage loves all flavors. Get at me. Now, listen, I went to these Baskin-Robbins employees, and I just said, hey, guys, tell me what it's like to be a Baskin. What's it like? And if you were a Baskin, then tell me what it would be like to kill your husband. I need to know. I need to know. I need to get into that head. Of course, they were all pretty freaked out, uh, probably because I'm currently dressed at all times and tiger pelts head to toe. I was able to uh, purchase uh, several pallets full of tiger pelts from a trading company, and that's all I'm wearing head to toe. It's just Nicolas Cage naked and then covered in pelts. Pelt, tiger pelts around my fucking rock hard chest, tiger pelts around my sick legs, and of course, 
tiger pelt around my feet. Yeah, I got a tiger pelt headband, guys. Guys, Nicolas Cage is covered in tiger pelts, and I just can't wait for you guys to see what comes next. There'll be another update soon. I'm just, I'm binging all of Tiger King on Netflix with every single moment. I'm, I have my eyes open. I'm smoking meth so I can stay up all night also because I need to do research. Guys, it's just going so well. Cage is in a fucking rage. Cage. When I was little. If anyone can lose themselves in a role, it's this guy. I really do feel like Nick Cage, in preparation for this, he's going to start to have his own zoo in Las Vegas. Or he's going to, like, I think he might go to jail for 23 years just to really, like, after the movie's done. Just to get into what it feels like to be Joe Exotic. This is a guy who's a method actor right here. All right, guys, uh, go visit our YouTube page. It's YouTube.com. Check out... Uh, look up Scarborough Country. You can subscribe, tool around on it. Old episodes of Cheap Seats, lots of good stuff on there. Check out uh, our daily pod, uh, the virus edition, Scarborough Country, the virus edition. 30 minutes every day. Let us be your dishwashing podcast that takes your mind off the craziness and makes you laugh a little bit and uh, talks about some of the ridiculous moves that people are making during this quarantine. Uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Go punch a water faucet and then wash, your, wash your hands. Uh, stay connected. We say this on our daily podcast every day. Stay socially distanced, but stay connected. Stay protected and don't mean to be neglected. We love you and we'll see you guys next week. We have a great interview with hilarious, smart, funny, former rapper, Hot Carl, a.k.a. Jensen Karp. Uh, we get so deep in, in a great sports hip-hop discussion with him. I can't wait. That's next week. I'm viewed from the cheap seats. Have a good one. Got back to the sword, the Yeah. When the MCs came, tell them about the names, man. To perform some bad, to smoke cocaine, to act the same. With the poor heat rock, you know, that worn up the mental plane. Starbanks Avenue, a podcast network.